0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Aloya, and you're listening to the Startup Lakewood podcast. This podcast explores the trials and tribulations of Rust Belt entrepreneurs who are taking the risks and defying expectations in the great city of Lakewood, Ohio. Entrepreneurs enjoy this open, liberal, individualistic, yet supportive city. While we're not as large as our next door neighbor, Cleveland, it doesn't mean our entrepreneurs don't have dynamic stories. They do. And this podcast captures the great giving spirit of our citizens. Today, we talk with Patty Ryan, the advocate. Patty is the CEO of the Lakewood Chamber of Commerce and is at the ground level of entrepreneurship in the city of Lakewood. Every day, she meets and greets with the best and brightest of entrepreneurs in this great city who are looking to make a difference. Let's listen in to her story. Patty, I'd like to welcome you to the Startup Lakewood podcast. Today, we're trying to tell a story, and you're at the forefront of the, I don't want to call it a renaissance of Lakewood, because it seemed to me Lakewood's always been in a great place, but perhaps a renewal or some sort of new energy in the city. And so part of the story is, when did you become CEO of the chamber, and what were you doing before
1: So I started with the Chamber of Commerce in 2007 as the assistant director. It was a part-time position. And then in 2009, my predecessor retired, and um, our board of directors hired me to be the current director. So I guess a total of almost 15 years I've worked for the Chamber. It's
0: quite some time. You've seen a lot of changes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a good time to, uh, you know, be... Involved in Lakewood in general. So I always say I'm going to have to anticipate, like, you know, any, like, demise, you know, and leave then. So it's like my, (laughs) you know, my legacy is positive. So, uh, but at the same time, to your point, I don't see that coming.
0: How would you explain the current business environment in the city?
1: Very positive, very entrepreneurial. I always tell people Lakewood is a town of small businesses and a town of entrepreneurs and sole proprietors. Our average business size is 2.7 full-time employees. And so the Department of Commerce, U.S. Department of Commerce says a small business is 500 employees or less. So, you know, we definitely are more maybe uh, micro businesses than small businesses. But the unu- unique thing about Lakewood is that a number of different factors kind of allow people with an idea to start off in Lakewood. And our hope is always that that idea takes off and they become our next best thing. And so it's very interesting to see businesses that, you know, I think won't make it, make it, and, and vice versa sometimes. So um, it's always changing. It's always a changing landscape. It's it's hard to be a small business owner And uh, so we try to, again, foster and give as many resources as we can to help people succeed.
0: Patty, during your tenure at the Chamber, what have been some of the biggest changes in the city and some of the biggest challenges you faced?
1: One of the, I think, biggest changes and one of the things that has really kind of led to, as you mentioned before, this renaissance of Lakewood is— kind of this change in attitude of accepting who we are and uh, instead of worrying about uh, the excerpts like those communities that are far west or south of us and how they're able to expand, how they have farmland to redevelop, how they can easily put in, you know, whether it's uh, an office complex or a new residential area you know, because of who we are and where we're located, we're never going to be able to compete with that, you know, that type of development, city planning. So more embracing who we are, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but once you do that, then all of a sudden positive things start to happen. So instead of apologizing for being an inner city, for apologizing for an older homestock, uh, instead of apologizing for being a street cor- uh, a car suburb that's kind of built on a grid without a lot of parking, kind of embracing that. And once we did that, we attracted the types of businesses and the type of people that really loved and wanted that type of community, that saw the coolness and the eclecticness and the history of our town. And uh, so that really, again was kind of, and everybody was on board. Everybody all of a sudden was talking positive, not like poor us, but, and then we can do this, and then we will do that. And it really kind of, I think, was a really positive pivot for Lakewood. So, but then again, some of our challenges will always be the fact that we're, we're landlocked in a cool way. We're densely populated, which adds some, you know, kind of, uh, again, challenges as far as, uh, You know, somebody who needs a specific type of building. If we don't have it, there's not land to build it. Also, just kind of keeping up with these beautiful but aging buildings as far as their infrastructure, the technology, the lack of Class A office space, things like that, you know, really put us in a position that, you know, we have to correct some of those things so we can continue to compete, especially with Class A office space as businesses get more technical, we need to be able to offer them, you know, office space and amenities to help them compete, you know, in the future.
0: And yet here we sit in a medical building built in like 1919. So there's great reuse of buildings in Lakewood that you can actually take advantage of. Exactly. I'm curious how the chamber can help the entrepreneurial community in Lakewood.
1: You know, one of the things that I think we do best is access. The Chamber of Commerce has been around since 1911. Like a lot of organizations, the reasons why people want to get involved with the Chamber of Commerce have changed. It used to be maybe a civic obligation was felt by a business owner. It might have been, you know, at one point just kind of a, you know, Good old boys club, you know, you joined because, you know, there was a certain cachet to it. But now businesses need, like, relevancy. If I'm going to spend you know, any money at all on any organization for membership fees or for any type of subscription, what am I going to get my, my return on my investment? So one of the things that we found through, you know, serving, you know, current members and asking the business community what they want from us and what we do well is access. So, for example, like if you're a new startup and you're in the hospitality industry and you have a question, I might not be able to answer that question. My staff might not be able to answer that question, but you know what? We have access to a lot of great professionals in this community, and thankfully, we have a very generous business population, a very talented and smart professional community, that is willing to share and mentor and share their knowledge. So, that's one of the things that we can really offer any startup in the community is really kind of access or access to other organizations that we might not have a program that helps them, but whether it's Launch House, whether it's the SBA, whether it's uh, City Hall or Lakewood Alive, you know, just having that access to tell them which direction to go so they're not spinning their wheels.
0: Earlier, you had mentioned that Lakewood has some hurdles in the marketplace, older housing stock, older buildings. What are some current critical issues that you're trying to solve as the CEO of the chamber?
1: So a lot of it kind of is on the technology side for some of the reasons are selfish reasons. If we can attract tech startups, for example, and they succeed, those type of jobs pay well. They are, you know, if they grow, you know, they'll bring more jobs to the community, you know, higher tax base. But to do that, we need to have in play things that that industry needs. So when we look at growth, we look at industries that we'd like to attract and what they need. So those are some of the hurdles we look at. And I think that, you know the new development in downtown Lakewood will really kind of help to you know that's an easy fix to take it you know to be able to build from scratch, but then also working with our current uh, property owners to kind of help them renovate and update, just like our homeowners should be doing. You know you know to maintain these beautiful you know buildings that we do have in place. The other thing is always workforce development. You know uh, working with our local high schools and even middle schools and colleges to make sure that we have an educated, skilled labor force for the jobs that are being created in Northeast Ohio.
0: We've walked through some of the concerns or issues that the city is facing. What are some of the attributes of Lakewood that you just love and you know, quickly become a, a great selling point?
1: Oh, gosh, the people is probably our best asset. You know, we have a diverse population, but we have so much talent. I'm always meeting people that are maybe don't have a business in town, but are residents of Lakewood and have such cool careers and such passion for what they do. You know, again, that whole, you know, kind of Cleveland, Midwestern, you know, hospitality. I moved here from Indianapolis in 1990. And uh, I think at the time we were looking for an older home and thought maybe Lakewood would be like a stopgap. And we've been here ever since. The older homes, I think, the front porches, they all add such charm. And they create neighborhoods, and people really like that. The walkability, you can't beat that. And I think that, again, is attracting millennials, but I've always enjoyed that. And I think that, again, just the small business, independent business, you know, aspect of the city really gives us a lot um, of variety as far as where we dine, where we shop, uh, you know, using uh, local businesses to do your taxes, your attorneys, all those things appeal uh, to me, and I hope they appeal to a lot of other people. And the lake. The lake's (laughs) good.
0: You always have to throw the lake in. That's great. How is the chamber building leadership or future leadership for the city?
1: So we have different task force in our Organization and one of them is our education task force. And this year, with the help of the city and Lakewood City schools, we started this effective leadership academy. I think you participated in it. And uh, basically, what this is is it's a summer camp one week for ninth and 10th graders to kind of Get an idea of what it takes to succeed in business. Teach them some soft skills. Teach them, you know, everything from networking to time management to some of those things when we talk to local employers and they're, even if it's a summer job, they're, Trying to hire somebody, what they see lacking, trying to address some of those things that maybe don't come uh, naturally to a student, but we see that leadership uh, potential there, and again, getting them ready you know, for the rest of their high school years, you know, uh, whatever they decide to do afterwards, whether it's traditional college route or a vocational route, but make sure that they have leadership skills no matter what they decide to do. So that's one of the things we do. We also partner with a lot of organizations for our young entrepreneurs, our young professionals, and really, you know, uh, teaching old dogs new tricks, even, you know, Seasoned professionals trying to kind of uh, give them opportunities really affordable opportunities to hone their professional development to learn new skills, and we tried to do four quarterly educational seminars that are free. They're free to attend and we bring in experts and, uh, you know, it can be everything. And we kind of, you know, go out there and canvas, like, what do you want to learn about? What do you need to learn about? And sometimes we even look around us, like, sometimes you don't know what you don't know and bring something in that we feel might really be beneficial to our young leaders and our current leaders.
0: I'm curious if you could tell me who are some of the coolest entrepreneurs that you're working with currently in Lakewood.
1: Oh, gosh, there are some really cool ones. So, you know, every, you know, every day really, you know, I'll get a phone call or somebody will stop by with an idea. And, uh, you know, some of the the cooler things that I see happening are we have a new coffee shop. You know, we always laugh that it used to be like, you know, we only had a couple coffee shops, nothing on Madison. Now I think it's the sixth or seventh coffee shop on Madison. So very caffeinated city. So this idea of, okay, so how do I differentiate myself? You know, what's really cool about this, I think, is that the couple that is opening, Brew Wellis is the name of it, the couple that's opening it, they are from New York City and they picked Lakewood. They picked Lakewood first. They went out and kind of canvassed like the country and decided, which makes me feel very proud, that this is a great place. This felt a little bit like home to them. It was it was urban enough that this is where they wanted to start a business and look for what we didn't have and maybe what they had on the East Coast. So they're going the crepe route. But one other really kind of cool thing that they're bringing in is kind of using their coffee shop. As a consignment store for some of our antique dealers, some of our art galleries, and just having some cool conversational things on the wall. But the at the same time, having it being a little bit of a marketplace and something to kind of cross-promote the other businesses in Lakewood, which I think is kind of a, a cool twist.
0: And now your final question for the Startup Lakewood podcast, and that is... What are some of your favorite places to dine in Lakewood?
1: Oh my goodness, I feel like this is a Sophie's Choice type of question because, you know, I'm going to leave somebody out. So I'm going to, but I, at the same time, I'm going to try to answer your question. I it depends what kind of mood I'm in, you know. So sometimes I love Baraco. I love, uh, you know, Colombian and Cuban food. I love, I love the vibe there. So if I'm in the Birdtown area. You know, maybe it's going to be Baraco. I also, I really love Pier W for a romantic date. You know, can't beat the view. The food's always excellent, and so's is their wine list. I love the West End. There's, uh, you know— wonderful places, you know, Salt's right up there is and and Georgetown, and El Carnicero, and, you know, so there's a lot of cool things going there. Downtown, there's obviously, obviously Melt, and a lot of us feel like that blade sign that went up in Melt, that was kind of one of those, like, key moments in our downtown development, you know, as far as, like, okay, you know, we're going to have a cool downtown now, and so I always laugh that when Matt first told us about his concept, we thought, you're only gonna, you're only gonna serve grilled cheese. And I remember he kind of left and we were like, I don't think that's gonna work. You know, so it shows you sometimes that you don't right. know everything. But, you know, Deegan's um, you know, we've got some great places that, you know, for burgers like Burger Beer, Beer Engine, um, Who Am I Forgetting, tons of great coffee shops, Cleveland Vegan, if you're vegan, I mean you could go on and on. And that's what's great about Lakewood, there's great barbecue here. Every time you turn around, it's like there's more good food. And I always tell people, if you want to open up a restaurant or any kind of bar or tavern here in Lakewood, you better have a good product because the competition is pretty steep. So another cool business, our first distiller. As much as we're known for alcohol in this town, this is actually our first legal distiller in town. Western Reserve Distillers opening up where the Friedrich Moving and Storage building was, which is a great reuse, just this month. And uh, they're distilling organic vodka gin and uh, rum right here in Lakewood. They give tours of the facility. They have a, a gift shop where you can go in and you can buy product and merchandise. And soon in August, they'll be opening up a restaurant distilled table that's connected to it that will not only feature obviously their liquor, But it will also um, have great food pairings that kind of go along with uh, their drinks. So just the fact that, you know, the impressive technology even that goes into distilling uh, liquor these days, it's it's just kind of a really fun, fun project to see happen.
0: Sounds like a little slice of heaven right here in Lakewood. It is. Betty Ryan, thank you for joining us on the Startup Lakewood podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I want to thank all the great people involved in making this podcast, especially our guests who took the time to join us for this interview. Executive producer, me, myself, and I, producer Bridget Coyne, audio engineers, Eric Coltnow and Dave Douglas. Startup Lakewood is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Subscribe to Startup Lakewood on your favorite podcast app or go to evergreenpodcast.com. And for you entrepreneurs out there, keep struggling. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War. But half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality, of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency check out our show ohio versus the world on the evergreen podcast network for our new episode about america's most forgotten war now back to the show